We're ecstatic. It's a wonderful opportunity to be representative of the county to show how we want to grow and be a continued member. Welcome to a special bonus edition of the Door County Pulse podcast. This week, we're bringing you four interviews with the honorees from the Door County Economic Development Corporation's 33rd Annual Business Awards. The awards honor entrepreneurs and families who have not only created successful businesses, but who participate in, lead, and give back to the Door County community. This year's honorees were recognized at DCEDC's May 18th luncheon and include businesses both new and long established. Today's episode features Fincantieri Bay Shipbuilding, the winners of the Lighthouse Award for Established Business of the Year. Hello and welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. We have a very crowded podcast studio this morning. We've got four people in here, including myself. I'm Deb Fitzgerald, editor of the Peninsula Pulse. And today we are going to be talking about the Lighthouse Award for Established Business of the Year. But we could just actually talk about the Lighthouse Award. But we have two people in the studio from the business that has won that, and that is Fincantieri Bay Shipbuilding. And we have Tom Martin, who is the Director of Purchasing and Facilities, and Justin Slater, who is the Director of Sales and Marketing. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Thank you. And of course, we have the Executive Director of the Door County Economic Development Corporation, Michelle Laurie. Thank you all for being here. And Michelle, why don't you talk a little bit about the Lighthouse Awards that the Door County Economic Development Corporation gives away every year? Yes, thank you so much, Deb. We're so happy to be here for our 33rd annual investors meeting and luncheon that was had on May 18th. And we were able to award four businesses and people in Door County for their contributions to the economy and to the community and philanthropy of Door County. And so we're here today to talk about the Lighthouse Award for Established Business of the Year. And who deserves it better than Fincantieri Base Shipbuilding, who is our largest employer in Door County, as well as continues to make investments in the community and in the plants here in Door County, but also in the people that they have working for them. And so we're very proud to be able to give this award to Fincantieri this year. All right. So now when we talk about the history of building ships in Sturgeon Bay, we're talking about Fincantieri Bay shipbuilding going back to 1918. That is a pretty long-standing business in Dora County. One of the criteria is that the business shows stability within the marketplace and a long-term business history. And as part of the Fincantieri Marine Group, FBS traces its history of building quality ships in Sturgeon Bay back to 1918, as I said. So, Justin, I know that you have not been here for as long as that. You don't look that old. But can you give us the history of Fincantieri Bay shipbuilding in Sturgeon Bay? Certainly. The company was started in 1902, actually, in Manitowoc. And because the vessels that they were building became larger and larger, they had to seek other areas to build the vessels. And thus, they purchased two shipyards, one in 1968 and one in 1970 here in Sturgeon Bay, the Christie Corporation and Sturgeon Bay Shipyard, I believe is the name of it. And they dated back to the 1915 time period. So, yes, ships have been being built on that property since that period of time. Hmm. 
the uh, Manitowoc company took it over in 1968. We've been there ever since. In 2008, Fink and Terry acquired the Manitowoc Shipbuilding Company. And then 2015, we acquired what was the Palmer Johnson facility, absorbed that all into one campus, and then uh, recently have expanded it with other additional buildings. And that brings you up to where we are today. Okay. And quite a lot of additional buildings lately. And Tom, can you speak a little bit about this is another bit of criteria too. It's the business demonstrates continued growth and job creation and capital investment. And when I came back, I was in Door County previously, and then I went to Minnesota for a while and then came back to Door County. And Bay Shipbuilding looked completely different to me when I returned. I left in 2008 and came back in 2020. And I was like, whoa, this is a lot different, you know, and then it, over the past two years, it's almost unrecognizable from what it was before, down to the, you know, paved parking lots that you have everywhere in the shipyard, which is supposed to be healthier for the workers that are there. Tom, can you talk a little bit about this over $100 million investment that Fink and Terry just recently completed? Yeah, you bet. So, It all started when they purchased us back in, uh, like Justin said, 2008. So uh, one of the biggest investments right out of the gate was the replacement of our floating dry dock. So our floating dry dock prior to that was probably over 100 years old. Hmm. And uh, Finn Cantieri helped to support the construction of two new floating dry docks, which are in service today. And when Um, you call them a floating dry dock, does that mean that you can launch a boat? It's floating above the dry dock, and then when you you yep. can officially launch the boat by lowering it down. Yeah, so we'll we'll prep the dock by putting blocks that will conform to the hull of the ship that we want to dock, and okay. then we literally just fill the tanks with water and sink the dock. Right. Then we float the boat over, position it accordingly, and then we pump the water out of the tanks. The dock will rise up and lift the boat out of the water. Okay, that was a part that was really cool to me. I, I attended the launch in November 2021 of the Mark W. Barker. And I'm like, how are they? I thought a launch meant that the boat was going to be going out into the bay. But it really just means that you're filling up that dry dock with water, a process that I think took about six hours to do. Yeah, well, that's that's how we launched the Mark Barker is out of our large graving dock. The floating mm-hmm. dock is a separate asset. Okay. It consists of two pieces. We normally store it on the south end of our property in the winter. You can see it from the Michigan Street Bridge. But uh, during the sailing season, we use it all the time for docking tugs and small vessels. The dock together, it, it can lift uh, 7,000 tons together, mm. um, or we can dock smaller boats in each of the sections. Okay. So, and then you have a couple of other buildings that, uh, okay. So after the floating dry dock, we started to add on to our facility. We put up a a new pipe shop. We put up a new weld train center. We expanded our building 311 fabrication facility. A great investment was the development of our berths one, two, and three. So that allowed us to do more commercial work out of those areas through the Harbor Assistance Program funding. And with the support of Fincantieri, we're able to recreate those by developing new sheet pile and dredging. Okay. So quite a lot of activity down there. And you're also working on an aesthetic plan with the city. Yeah, that's correct. We want to we wanna look good for, you know, ourselves and for the city of Sturgeon Bay. So I think it's important that we 
we put on a good show and we, we dress up our property the best we can. It is a shipyard, it is industrial, but that doesn't mean that we can't add some nice features to our curb appeal. Right. So let's talk about the growth in the company and the number of, I think, Michelle, you were talking about they are the largest employer. Yes. Fincantieri is the largest employer, very close to Door County Medical Center, but uh, it's pretty well known that they are the largest and that's that's right. Okay. So how many employees do you employ? We have approximately 650 full-time employees, but we will uh, bring in contract employees to help with some of the busy periods, such as winter work. We can bring in up to, uh, you know, three to 400 additional employees through contract agencies to help us during those times. Oh, and so is that a busier time for you when the winter fleet comes in? It is. It is. It's three shifts nonstop. We typically can host up to 18 vessels and uh, these vessels have to lay up for the sailing season due to the closing of the locks and it gives them time to get a lot of the maintenance and work done on the vessels. So it's very busy. Okay, so I was reading that it was one of the longest seasons for freighters this year because the ice didn't develop until much later in the season. Did you experience that? We did. It, it stuck around, but uh, the locks typically reopen around the 23rd of March, and they're all anxious to get back out and sail. So the U.S. Coast Guard breaks a lot of ice for these vessels so they can uh, maintain some shipping lanes and... Uh, yeah, it's important that they get back out there and, and start hauling for the economy. Okay, well, I know that people are very interested when the winter fleet comes in and the winter fleet being there, and people just go ballistic over that whenever they see the ships. And they are pretty impressive, I have to say that. And I never thought of this, but I'm thinking of this now. So when these massive freighters come in and they're overwintering there, what happens to all of the people who are on board? Do they live on the ship all winter? No, they usually uh, head home for the season. Oh, um, so they, okay, so they, they, they don't stay in the community, in Door County. On occasion, they'll have a shipkeeper or two there. Okay. okay. Or if they'll have project managers if they have specific things going on that they want to work through. Okay. So then the third criteria that we have here is the business displays visionary leadership and service, technology, business processes, and or sustainability. I don't know, Justin, do you want to speak to to some of that? I guess first what I wanted to ask you, since you are the director of sales and marketing, is how you, and this I guess speaks to the second one, which was business demonstrates continued growth and job creation and capital investment, but how do you sell a boat? The people, uh, you don't want to give away any trade secrets. No, of course (laughs) not. But our workforce sells the boats. The quality of work that they perform, our Superior schedule performance in the industry. We have a tremendous on-time delivery schedule history. And uh, the combination of our facility, which is a great facility, when people, our customers come to vet us, they look at the facility, and here's a wonderful facility right in town uh, with a long history of family-oriented workforce. They recognize that history and the importance of the shipyard in the community. They recognize the quality of the work that we do. And like I said before, our on-time delivery history really helps selling that. And then, of course, there's price, plays a major portion of it, but that's not the only thing that the customers use in that evaluation. Mm. Often, right, they need to put the boat to work to make their business profile work. And so, you know, being on time really helps them 
do their planning and get the vote to work so they can make revenue to pay for the vote, right? So that really helps sell the vote. Okay. So now with your history in Sturgeon Bay, how does the company, how did the company receive the receipt of this award? Uh, we're ecstatic. It's a wonderful opportunity to be represented of uh, the county this way to show how we want to grow and be a continued member. Do your future plans include growing your workforce? Yes. We have been focusing a lot on two primary markets right now, the liquefied natural gas market. So we have delivered one vessel in 21. We have two other vessels in that market under construction right now. What we are building are vessels that are like a gas station. So when the ships that burn LNG as a fuel are in port doing other unloading or loading their cargo, these vessels pull alongside and refuel the ship with LNG. There's a tremendous amount of ships being built in the world that will use LNG as a fuel. There's IMO regulations that are driving them to use alternate fuels besides diesel for carbon reasons, for the environmental reasons. And right now, LNG is the fuel that's available. There are other fuels that are being studied, things like hydrogen, ammonia, methanol, but we're not quite there yet as a technology to have that there or to make enough of those fuels green right now. But it's coming. It will, it'll eventually be here. But in the, in the short term, in this transitional period, LNG has been that fuel of choice. Okay. So liquefied natural gas, gas. is a, a cleaner, more sustainable fuel for yes. ships to burn? Okay. Yep. And in the future, do you foresee diesel not being something that ships use? That could I be a loaded question. Yeah, I think it'll be a continued dual fuel situation. Okay. But right now they're ramping up alternative Other, fuel boats. Yeah, we have to, they have to figure out how to get in enough quantities. There's issues related to the energy density. So diesel, has, you know, for the volume of diesel that's stored compared to the other fuels that they need to store a lot more of it to get the same energy out of it. So I think there's going to be a continued use for dual fuel for quite a while. And that other fuel change to something even greener than LNG. Okay. And so those contracts with the LNG ships, that's something that creates a need for more employees. Right. And so we have, we see growth in that market. We also see growth in the offshore wind market. So we just recently were awarded a service operating vessel, which is essentially a fancy hotel vessel for the technicians that work in the wind farm. And so it takes technicians and parts wind tower to wind tower so they can maintain them. And as the U.S. is growing, the, the goal is to have 30 gigawatts of power by 2035 of offshore wind, which is very, very ambitious. Mm -hmm. uh, and they, quite frankly, need to get this accelerated a little bit if they're going to achieve those goals. And that will drive the opportunity for us to have several more SOVs under contract, as well as some of our old mainstay business lines are starting to come back so if you look at... What are those? What, what uh, would like you our, our petroleum and chemical barges that we built for so long. Ferries, ferry vessels have, uh, they're very strong right now. The, the federal government has a, awarded a significant amount of funding for ferries. So, But primarily the oil and gas business for us, the, the oil chemical barges and the SOVs and LNGs vessels. Offshore wind is going to be going to, right now all the offshore wind towers are fixed to the earth. But as they expand the regions and where offshore wind is in the Gulf of Mexico or on the West Coast, the wind towers are going to be floating. Mm. And so there's an opportunity for us to even build parts of those floating 
structures for the offshore wind tower itself, as well as another type of vessel called an anchor handler, which is used in the offshore oil industry, but as well it will be needed in the wind business to anchor those floating wind turbines to the ground below, you know, below the seabed, hmm. below the sea surface. So lots of opportunities, along with our support of Marinette Marine on the frigate program and some other stuff that we have, we are continuing to grow and have ambitions of getting to over a thousand employees full time in the next year and a half. At the Bay Shipbuilding yes. site. Wow. And then we would then still have to ramp up to the 1,500 or another four or 500 people, as Tom mentioned earlier, for the winter work in the winter season. Okay. So now most of this, uh, the upcoming and future growth, are all of those things going to be done at Bay Shipbuilding? Or is that Fink Ontario as a whole between the two Wisconsin shipyards? So the... the SOVs, LNG, that's all commercial work, which we've done in base shipbuilding. Okay. We are supporting Marinette by building sections of the ships. We've been doing that for years. But the frigate is a lot more volume of work. So that's going to drive additional workforce in Sturgeon Bay to build those modules to ship them to Marinette, which is also growing okay. uh, to support that program there. So do you foresee the same challenges that other large employers are facing, which namely is, you know, housing? Tom, is that an issue that you have seen? It is. It is. So we're trying to, you know, find solutions. I, you know, a lot of people, they re- we reach out all over. We reach out down to Green Bay, Appleton, you know, the entire Fox Cities uh, with our recruiting efforts. You know, I myself drive up every day from Green Bay. And uh, I get passed and passed by the same guys every day, but there's many workers that are carpooling up every day. It's nice to see that Sturgeon Bay is putting up additional affordable housing. Lots of complexes going up. I heard that there was upwards of around 500 units that are being added. So that's certainly going to help. Okay. So you know that right now the market can't sustain that number of employees, but, you know, hopefully in the future with these apartments going up, then they won't have to make that commute. Because it's one thing to bring the workforce into the area, but it's another thing to have it, you know, definitely benefit the immediate area. I agree. Yeah, right. Michelle, did you want to talk a little bit about what the Economic Development Corporation felt about awarding this award to Fincantieri and what your board maybe talked about when they considered them for this position? Sure. And is this a nominated position? So it is, nom- nom- it okay. is a nominated. Yes, so sure. We received several nominations for Established Business of the Year, and we have an awards committee that decides on the awards, who's the going to be the winner, and they really kind of rank every nomination and they discuss it and see which one. And it was a natural for Fincantieri to be a winner. And, you know, thinking about some of the comments that, that the board made was that it's just, it's a no-brainer, that their investment in the community, and not only in Sturgeon Bay, but all of Door County, really, it impacts every, every part of Door County because there are employees that live throughout, even as we're learning now, employees that live outside, of what, which we know, but employees that live outside, but um, really giving an opportunity to residents of Door County to work at Fincantieri. You know, and another thing that really was impressive to the group is the work with the students that you've done, work with the youth that is in Door County and opening up the shipyards to them for our manufacturing tours and things like that, that really getting those students interested in shipbuilding. 
and knowing what's happening as they're growing up and, and in their own backyard and knowing that they can stay here and be successful. And so that was something, you know, engaging the students was another thing that was, was important to our group. I know that whenever you have, and I think it's a different group that coordinates your shipyard tours. I'm not sure if it is the Rotary Club or some other organization that, who, who coordinates that? Well, the Rotary puts it on, but yeah. from the base ship side, we have a lot of volunteers that step up and participate in, in helping out with a good program. Okay, well, we barely put out the press release and that sold out. So, I mean, that seems like it, you know, people just have this fascination with the whole aura of shipbuilding in these massive ships. Do you feel that when you work there? We do. I, I'm still in awe every time I come <laughs> into work. And uh, it's great to be a part of a project that, uh, you know, some of these projects take up to two, two and a half years from start to finish. And just to see the finished product leave and just to acknowledge all of the work that all of the various departments and individuals had contributed. It's very satisfying. I saw that with the Mark W. Barker when that ship was launched. And it really, there was a lot of ceremony. Just I can't even imagine the amount of work that goes into it. But the whole shipyard kind of rallying behind it, it was, uh, you could just feel the pride, like in the honor in, in doing that. So it was just kind of a cool event. It was my first launching. It's probably old hat to you two, but it was, it was, you know, a pretty cool thing. It was such a tremendous amount of history and excitement to be part of building the first Great Lakes bulk carrying ship since 1982. That was right? crazy. That, yeah, it's, it's amazing. You know, we have been supporting the fleet forever, right? And the opportunity to build this new ship was an incredible honor for us to be part of. And I think it, that went through the entire workforce that day. Mm-hmm. Well, I really thank both of you for coming into this space and you as well, Michelle. This is, I don't know what the dimensions are of this room. Maybe you would know better, Tom. You could take a, a guesstimate on that it's since you're a facilities person. Like six by six. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all in here and, but you know, it's not too bad. Uh, it wasn't too painful. So thanks, Tom Martin, Director of Purchasing and Facilities for Fincantieri and Justin Slater, Director of Sales and Marketing for Fincantieri. And of course, Michelle Lowry, with the Door County Economic Development Corporation. Thanks for coming in and talking about this, and congratulations on your award. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.